Well, Dan, guess what? I wrote a dope rhyme on the way over to your house. Again? Yes. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. One, two, one, two, win the place to be. It's a mental stage, Eminem, Spoonie D. You know, fresh talk is happening now. Two grown men who still laugh at Kung Pao. All right. I mean, I like it. Not I bad, like right? It. Dan, what the fuck is up? Nothing, it's Wednesday. We got good stuff to talk about today. We got, we got good news. The, 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 the secret is out. The cat is out of the bag. Um, we're going to get to that. But first and foremost, some real, real, epically, majorly, super fucked up shit went down this weekend. Yeah, Sunday night in Vegas. Sunday night in Vegas, which is essentially three days from the time of us recording this. Yes. We all know what it is. We don't even have to say what happened. No need to insult the listener by recapping the horrible, horrible, horrible tragedy. No. I do want to talk about this. I have thoughts on this. I know you have a lot of opinions on I this. I do. But honestly, for me, it's honestly just kind of a little too soon. And I don't mean that in that that um sort of like ultra sensitive way. I'm still taking it all in. You know what I mean? Still I'm still processing. I'm still processing all of it. The absolute horror that occurred there is it's still kind of digesting to me. And, and I'm also waiting to see how certain things play out over the next couple of days in terms of some of the information about how it occurred and whatnot. So I'm not ready to do an episode on guns in this country. <laughs> but we we need to. It, yes. Because <clears throat> God knows everybody cares what two white guys from California think about gun laws. Gun laws. Yeah. But I have an opinion, and I know you do too. Big time. Yeah. I imagine we share the same opinion. I think we probably we do. We probably do. Um, it's just horrific. You know, I, 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 this, here we go, because you immediately want to talk about it, because yep. it's just, it's so massive and so heavy, and everywhere you go right now in this country, it's all anybody is talking about, and rightfully so. But you know what? We're going to step back for a minute. We're going to step back for a minute, and maybe next week we're going to hop in to that subject and really go at it and share our ultra-liberal <laughs> opinions on on gun control. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. But, Dan, um, again, hearts go out to those people. Yes, they're the, the people that were shot, the people that were injured, their families. The whole nine yards. Prayers go out if that's your thing, but prayers and thoughts aren't enough. No. It's not enough. Thoughts and prayers don't accomplish anything. Change needed to occur years ago. Um, it has to occur now. This is this is a public safety crisis that we're undergoing with this problem, and anything else would be addressed. And for some reason, which reasons we will get into next week, this one's just not addressed. Yep, just not addressed. Nope. And they pull that bullshit. Thoughts and prayers, and now's not the time to put. No, now is the time. That now is most certainly the time. The time yes. was years ago, weeks ago, days ago, but it needs to be dealt with. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that for right now. However, we will get into that. We will cover that, and it, which is good because Graham gave me a screed that he wants me to read verbatim because okay. he figured we'd be talking about it tonight. But sorry, Graham, mm-hmm. maybe you can do it yourself next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll let him get into it since he's such a gun enthusiast. I'd love to hear <laughs> he his. Loves guns. I'd love to hear his perspective. Yeah. Sick fuck. Um, okay, well let's let's go let's change let's change things change Dan, course. from the worst news ever to some very positive, very, very, very awesome news that we're gonna get to. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. The big news is the Get Happy Tour has returned, and that's it what we're gonna talk back. about today. It is back. We'll give you the whole story, all the information, everything we wanted to share with you now, Dan, for months. Months you and I have kept mum. Mum is the word. 
And uh, we pulled it off. We kept the secret. It was announced last week in in huge fashion. And uh, we are going to talk about that. But Dan, first, we've both been on some adventures. You've yes. gone in a real faraway adventure. I did. Dan, tell the listener what you have been up to because it's beyond cool. I went, and if you listen to this podcast, you know this. I went to Oktoberfest, <laughs> uh, and I picked up this nice fedora. If you were watching the live broadcast of this, which most people don't, but if you are, <laughs> you can see Dan in legitimate. It's a fedorka. That's that's sure for sure. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a hat I bought in Germany at Oktoberfest okay. with a nice big feather in my cap, you know, so I can go peacocking. Okay. Was it awesome? It was so cool. Did you have a good time? It was, yes. I had a great time. And it was not, I didn't know what to expect. It wasn't exactly. Yeah, was it like the movie, like, you know, the movie version that you think of Oktoberfest being? Uh, not that crazy. Okay. It's basically a big, a really big state fair. Okay. So you, the cool thing is it's free. You just walk in. Okay. But there's vendors, there's food, there's rides, there's like a fun house. There's all kinds of, the normal shit you see at a state fair. There's also about a dozen gigantic beer halls. Okay. That you go sit at and you get a table. And if you can, get, they won't serve you if you don't have a table so you can make reservations. And they're big, long tables. They seat like 12 people. Okay. And everybody is just fucking drinking liters of beer. You ask for a beer and they just plunk one. They don't say what kind would you like, what size. Okay. Here's your liter. It's just beer. Ten euro. It's just beer. Uh-huh. And it's, this part is like what you see in the movies. There's okay. the, the people that are serving are carrying. Literally, I saw a guy walk by with literally a dozen beers in his arms. Wow. Liter, not like can't, like gigantic beers. Mm-hmm. Everybody's wearing lederhosen. They're dancing. They're standing on the tables and singing. Pros! Like cheersing left and right. So that's real. That's that, real. That is real, and it was legit, uh, and that was super fun. Because these whole you get caught up in it and start. Because at yeah, first you got to feel yeah. like a real outsider. But. Well, so we weren't dressed up. Jacqueline okay. and I were not dressed up. Graham wasn't dressed up. Um, in fact, the whole group we were with was not dressed up the day that we went to the big was beer hall. Everybody dressed up, uh, like eighty percent of the people. Wow, so like you a were lot. you not being dressed up was almost a little weird. Yeah, and it's not like being dressed up for Halloween where you have to have this wacky costume. Uh-huh. It's just like a checkered shirt and like you know some leather shorts with suspend and like the girls wear these nice dresses and like mm. everything looks really awesome. It's super cool. I felt out of place. I was like, man, we should have fucking dressed up. So yeah. I, my compromise was we both bought fedoras and put some feathers in. Them. Okay. Um, but the fucking beer hall holds like 3,000 people. There's like a dozen of them. Wow. So there's like 3,000 people per beer hall, and they're full. When they fill up, they won't let you in. They're going, you, know, you walk through, and that's it. Uh-huh. So you can't go and get a beer. So like I mentioned, they won't serve you if you're not at a table. So you can't just so go into this beer hall. you're telling me it's difficult to get beer at Oktoberfest. Isn't it the irony of it? Like, that's bizarre. You wouldn't think. But there are some smaller, like like bar type places where you can walk in and just buy a pint. Yeah, I was going to you know? say, like, what about just a bar? They, they do know? have those. They do have those. And those are also very full. So we... But you want the experience of being in the hall. Yeah, the big, I mean, you know... And you want glasses of beer. You don't want, like, a Bud Light can. Yeah, exactly. You know? And they, they, you know, they come around and they have pretzels that are literally the size of your head. They have, like I said, these giant beers. You can get, like, a half-roasted chicken, <laughs> which was absolutely delicious. Yeah, after all that beer, I bet it was. It was, like, no roasted chicken I've ever had before. <laughs> Uh, and it was it was super super fun, um, and you know so there's also um, there's there's live bands playing in these beer halls. So they have a stage set up, and they have like the umpa bands, like the the bands that play in the tuba. But then they also have bands playing like regular. Uh, it's like German mariachi, kind of. But then they also have Germiachi. just regular. Sounds music like a disease, um, sir. I regret to inform you. You've come I regret down to, to the case inform of you. Germanachi. You have Germanachi. Um, <laughs> 
Which sounds way too much like. So here's like Graham and Amy having it. This you can see. This is how big the pretzels are, and they've like they've had half a pretzel. Mm-hmm. And those are your friends that you went with. Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. that's, that's Graham. You know Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying for somebody that may be looking oh, at this same. Yeah. So uh, okay. If this video overloads, we'll be able to watch it. It's but it's it's super cool. So like. They're singing along, and like this is when the band that was playing in the middle started playing Country Road by John Denver, and the place fucking erupted. Now, is that because the Germans love John Denver, uh, or is that because there was a lot of Americans I think there? it's both. Okay. There were a lot of Americans there. There were was also there a, lot a lot of Brit- I heard so much, like, American English. Not just English English, like, American People English. People go, huh? Maybe Canadian. Damn, like everybody's got a beer. Yeah, and, and they're like these giant fucking tankers, right? And so they're all singing and dancing and standing on the table. We're all standing on the table at this point, like cheersing. Yeah, people look happy. And there's, you know, it's the guy walking by. So, but it was super bad super place fun. to go if you're if you're an alcoholic anonymous. If huh? you're if you're, you're fucked. If you're agoraphobic, this is not the place for you. Okay. <laughs> if you're claustrophobic, not the place for you. Okay. Uh, and this was Thursday, and it was very full. By Friday and Saturday, it was absolutely jam packed. You know what's always nice to see is the ethnic diversity in that video footage, Dan. It's it's nice to see a lot of people <laughs> of color represented at Oktoberfest. I did not see a lot of people of yeah, color. Yeah. At Oktoberfest, you call that Honktoberfest, dude. That was yeah. the most white people i've ever seen yeah and then you know they have the horses that are all dressed up that bring in the beer like mm-hmm. you know super cool man i mean that's really neat it was thing. really fun. wait 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 for you it was really fun uh, i'm glad you went i'm glad you went because I'm also glad you, you, went. you've been going on some trips a little more recently i feel like that's maybe that's due to the the lady in your life you yeah. know is forcing she, you to do shit she's because you won't you'll sit on the couch and just watch god of war I mean, cut I'll, scenes I'll, I'll play it yeah <laughs> that's your existence watching me play god of war. <laughs> but yes yes i will Good. Great. Well, what a cool trip, Dan. Good for you. Yeah, super fun. Yeah. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, I was yet again in Boston this past weekend. You were. I was in Boston this past weekend. Um, my guy was supposed to fight. Um, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I manage a boxer. And uh, unfortunately, he was injured uh, prior to the fight a couple weeks before we had to cancel. Still had the plane ticket. So I went to the promoters and said, hey, listen, let me just come work for you. You know, I'm going to be there. Like, I'd rather be a part of it, make some connections. And um, super cool experience. I uh, had a great time. Got to see my parents. Uh, we went to a Red Sox game at Fenway Park. Oh, no shit. And never been to a Red Sox game. You and I have walked around it. I've been near it. I've I've seen it. Yeah. But I've never actually gone in and it's an old school baseball stadium, oldest baseball stadium in the United States. And what's cool about it is the seats are still wooden and you almost in a way it's modern, but you kind of feel like you're seeing a baseball game back in the day. It's not the big carved <laughs> cavernous um, you know, uh stadiums that they have now you know what i mean you're not in a plastic bucket seat it's not so big that you can't see anything it was yeah. it was a cool experience and people there love their sports they love their red Sox. so everybody watches the whole game and it was it was a neat experience and it was cool to spend some time with my folks and um you know wonderful can't complain it was it was a, it was a nice trip i have a great story from that trip but it's a long it's chris a long story one. and we're here to talk about get happy so we're gonna we're, we're, we're slotting episodes right now we've got right. the, the serious gun control episode um we have uh chris um uh is boston adventure and this is almost a part two to our famed episode adventures in broadcasting um because this is adventures in training i uh very out of the blue, inadvertently, Kamikaze um, became a professional boxing trainer um, with 10 second notice. And just imagine, um, it was it's a wild story, but we're going to save that one. Dan, forget what I'm doing. Forget what you're doing. The huge news is the Get Happy Tour is back. 
The motherfucker is back. It is back. Army of Freshmen are officially celebrating our 20th anniversary. The Get Happy Tour um, package tour that we've been a part of um, is back after an 11-year absence. It's going to be Bowling for Soup. The Aquabats, an army of freshmen, Bowling for Soup is playing Drunk Enough to Dance, arguably their best record, if not an amazing record from top to bottom, one of the best pop punk records ever made, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Top to bottom, whole record, their huge record. They're going to play that entire record. The Aquabats are coming to the UK. I haven't been there in five years. So awesome. And we are going to celebrate our 20th anniversary, meaning, yes, we're going to play some old stuff. Yep. Yep. You, we're not going to play all that spiritual, intense stuff we got into recently. We're going back <laughs> to the hits. Um, Dan, this is huge news. Obviously, this will probably be the biggest news in terms of our band will ever release. Um, a lot of people thought we were gone. A lot of people thought we were never going to play again. Most people thought we would never tour again. I, I thought that. Most people <laughs> wondered if we would do something for our 20th anniversary. Little did they know. Guess what? That we've been sitting on this shit for months. Um. For the listener who is angry, why didn't they get a drop? They're with us every week wanting to know how come you didn't let us know. We were very much sworn to secrecy. I was in Oktoberfest. Yes, yes, yes. But we were very much sworn to secrecy. Um, to be honest with the listener, if you are a fan and you are over in the UK, which is you know who we're aiming this episode for, uh, this came about in May. The first inkling that this could be a reality came about this past May. Um, things moved very fast once the ball got rolling on it. Um, we agreed to do it very fast into the process. Um, but there were a lot of things that needed to come to fruition. There's the booking of venues. There's the figuring out the finances. There's the figuring out the lineup. But ultimately, it started with Bowling for Soup wanting to do Drunk Enough to Dance. Yep. Um, and uh, to, to give you a background, Jarrett, the lead singer Bowling for Soup, our good homie, he posted something very complimentary about Army of Freshmen on his Facebook page back in, I believe, May. Um, it got an incredible response. A lot of people were really, really stoked on it, which was really great. And it sort of, I don't want to say inspired, but you know, the light bulb went off of, wow, what if we got together with Army of Freshmen again? Because we haven't toured together in years and years and years, and we toured with them extensively back in the day. Yep. Um, what if we got together and on top of getting with them and having them come over and support us on our big anniversary tour of Drunk Enough to Dance, because it's a Drunk Enough to Dance anniversary tour, what if we brought back the Get Happy Tour and found a similar band or bands to you know join forces and bring back that old Get Happy spirit? Um, he entertained the idea to me via text message we went back very quick in text messages and in a short period of time we had basically formulated the return to get happy tour obviously things had to go into play to make it a reality after that but the idea <laughs> yes. was 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 brought up and everybody was on board and joy and happiness and all sorts of excitement but the catch was dan we had to stay quiet about this i mean we were sworn to secrecy because um what needed to happen was we didn't want this to leak. The idea was to make this a surprise announcement, a kamikaze announcement that just drops like a bomb and catches people off guard. And primarily, we're talking about the hardcore UK Bowling for Soup fans that follow the band and know them really well. Yeah. The idea was we didn't want it to leak to anybody, and then it kind of the magic and of the excitement of announcing it wears off and it was tough man i mean i got a big mouth you know <laughs> it was very hard it was very hard because literally we knew that this was a reality in may and i would say by june would you say it was kind of like yo this is definitely happening 
I don't even really remember the timeline. We but we were yeah. kind of loose on it. Like, is this for real? Because not talking about it and not yeah. announcing it made it difficult to believe that it was actually going to happen. Well, yeah. And there was, there was time between, you know, things, the conversations with you and Jared happening and then things actually being confirmed and like, this is actually really going yeah. on. We have holds on venues, that kind of thing. That kind like, of thing. Okay, we this have. is great, but what's is actually real? happening? Yeah. yeah, so we couldn't really announce it. Another thing, Jarrett had a solo tour, a solo tour in September, which delayed the announcement as well for obvious reasons. Sure. You can't promote two tours at once, no. you know? So as soon as he got back from the solo tour, things were put into play. You were over in October of Germany <laughs> when the announcement was official. We knew when it was going to happen. So basically it was really exciting, Dan, and, and you weren't here, but I stayed up. Oh, but I saw it. I yeah. saw it rolling in. Oh, man, it was it cool. It was kind of neat because I, I was on UK time almost. I was an hour ahead. saw it in like real time. Yeah, it was like morning. I was like, dude, shit's blowing up. So what happened is I went to... Um, uh, you had gotten some headers done for the websites and stuff, so at least our information was fresh. Yeah, right? my, our, our graphic designer, my girlfriend Jacqueline, did them. She did, and of course, full credit. Classic, um, you know, life. You know, you guys leave, and then later that night they send over headers. You uh, know, so I was like, well, listen, one or two of these I want to use because they looked really good. Yeah. But your our official graphic designer, her uh, her banner header didn't fit for uh, one of the sites. It was too big, right? So I was like, "Oh, thank God, we used one of the ones that they Interesting. did." We and then when the t- and then when the tickets went on sale, we converted it over because we just wanted the sites to be uniform. Sure. Anyway, so Dan, I'm staying up late at night to make the announcement. But here's the catch: this is where it kind of gets a little covert and is a good story. Um, we can't make the announcement first. Obviously, it needs to come from Bowling for Soup. Sure. That goes without saying. The idea was it was going to be 10 a.m. UK time, which is 2 a.m. our time. So I stayed up. I'm like, you know, two's a little late for me. I'm, I'm late. I'm later than you. You're but a night out I'm for still sure. not a tour, you know. Um, and uh, I'm starting to fade out, like passing out on the couch. But I like have to wake up because the idea is the minute they announce, we can announce. And the thing is they wanted everything to be uniform. Um, when I say they, the, the the concert promoters and whatnot, yeah, they didn't want a kid to be like, "Is this fucking real?" and go to another site and there's no different information artwork and about yeah. it. Exactly. So, um, so I have everything ready. Kai and I got together that day and we went over everything. And he basically, you know, made it dummy proof for me. Like, Chris, this is a JPEG. Like, he took all your stuff and said, this is a JPEG for the Twitter header. Chris, this is a JPEG. So I literally downloaded them all, had them on my desktop, got every site open, had all the text written and all that kind of jazz. Because we were basically given a poster. Right. And and we've got to kind of, you know. that's what we got all the artwork from. Exactly. So, um. I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, and then 2 a.m. comes, I'm downstairs, I got the computer out, I'm ready, I'm like, I'm like in battle mode, because I, we've been quiet for so long, we've been purposely not posting anything. We made the decision to like, literally this summer, play dead on on Facebook, you know, just just keep it dead, just keep it dead, don't, don't let hints out, don't kind of, you know what I mean, anything yeah. that would lead people to believe something's happening, don't say 20th anniversary coming, because we wanted to do something big. For our 20th anniversary, we really wanted to do something exciting because this is pretty big. It's a big deal, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, but this is much bigger than we ever anticipated. Oh God, yeah. I'm thinking we play a show in freaking Ventura. You know, maybe a show somewhere else. We even talked about doing a very small UK thing. Like, well, we are getting questions about that in the Facebook live chat as we talk. Oh, so okay, we'll, okay. We'll get we'll get to that, we'll Sarah. Get to um, right. So here's the deal. So um, we're keeping it quiet. There I am. Two I am, and nothing's up nothing's up nothing's Shit. up i'm checking the bowling site i'm refreshing i'm refreshing i'm like oh no 
Then all of a sudden, somebody on Twitter writes to us um, and is like, oh, you're something to the effect of, oh, my fucking God. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Then all of a sudden, we get a couple notifications. Venues. Venues. Uh, <laughs> announced. Venues broke the news. So basically, I guess it was like a 10 a.m. announcement. So if, you know, whoever's doing social media for Brixton well, sure, Academy yeah. said, hey, new show announced. 10 a.m. You know, these bands. No. So at this point, I'm in panic mode because I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm worried something went wrong. You know, the post didn't get up or whatever. Boom. Soup's post goes up. So luckily, only two or three people <clears throat> caught the venue announcements. You know, it wasn't like a big rush. So I put our thing up, boom, and literally, you know, I got everything up. My goddamn computer freezes. <laughs> I literally, I mean, I literally lost, I almost, I was like wanted to scream because I'm just like, I have waited here for hours, made sure the internet connection was good, I have everything ready. So I got half of the Facebook up, got the post up, then I re-shut down my computer, prayed that it was going to work again. It did. Got the, got the stuff up, went to Twitter, went to our Instagram. We've started an Instagram. We have one. Finally, we've never had one. That's true. We've never had one. And we announced our Instagram with this tour. Um, so if you were listening to this, and you didn't realize that we are on Instagram. We are on Instagram at army of freshmen. Hop on there. Dan, do you realize we have a hundred followers within one week of establishing our Instagram? That is pretty good. Not bad, right? Wait, one week, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. It's been yeah, two weeks. I mean, for not having done anything. Not not shabby, right? Yeah. On oh, 97, according to the current rate. Oh, you're a we liar, lost, Jamie. We lost three. <laughs> well, <laughs> we you haven't really posted much. We have haven't we? posted much. We haven't posted much. Uh, a tour announcement, two birthdays, and a video, you know? Yeah. Okay. So um, if you're on Instagram, hop on there. Follow us on there. You know, we'll, we'll, it's starting to move. But uh, so all of a sudden, like, you know, I put the Facebook up, put the Twitter up, put the Instagram up. I got everything up. I changed all the headers. I, You know, the little text. You got everything ready. Yeah. It's all good. Um, so I'm like, all right, I am going to go to sleep and just say a prayer and wake up in the morning and see what the response is. Because here's the reality. As you know, we didn't know what the response to this tour was going to be. I didn't think anybody's going to be like, that sucks. But we didn't know if there was going to be excitement. <laughs> right. And what that's what we were looking for. And I'm not talking from the perspective of Army of Freshmen. I'm talking about the tour itself. I'm talking about are people going to be excited that, number one, Get Happy's back. Yeah. Or at least the name's back, right? Number two, that's a really great lineup. Like, would they appreciate that lineup? And then number three... The big part of this, to be honest with you, is Bowling for Soup doing Drunk Enough to Dance. It's a real big deal. Definitely. They've never done it. And as I, I get ready to go to sleep, I crawl up in bed, and I, I hop in bed, and, you know, I'm pumped up. I'm really excited because, you know, we're announcing something. We Army Fresh hasn't done anything in two years. I mean, I am freaking pumped up that, like, this is like, I'm getting the feeling of the old days. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Yeah. Announcing a tour, but it's one of the biggest tours we've ever done, and that's the reality of it. I mean. Very um, true. So... I'm laying in bed and I can't sleep and it's three in the morning and I'm like, you know what? I'll just peek at my phone just once, just once, <laughs> once before I go to sleep, I'll take a little peek, right? And um, <clears throat> check it out. You're going to love this. Uh, all hell is breaking loose, <laughs> you know, and I'm talking within, you know, 30 minutes and to the point that I'm like, oh my God, like I, I'm going, okay, now I'm going to shut off my phone and go to sleep because I can't like... So far, so good. Like, people are just boom, 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 freaking out, reacting, all pumped up. So I turn off the phone, and then I wake up the next day to find insanity yeah. on all our websites. Yes. Insanity on the, like, 
so you know, the social media response exceeded all expectations from everyone. Fuck from yeah, the dude. agent, from the promoter, from Bowling for Soup, from us to the Aquabats. Nobody expected. We expected a good reaction, but that exceeded the expectations. We had the most comments ever on a Facebook post for Army of Freshmen. Keep in mind, dead for two years. Dead for two... I don't want to say dead, but you know what I mean? There wasn't a lot of activity. Yeah, we so we're not much. popping up in people's <clears throat> feeds, you know? So most comments we've ever had, most likes we've ever had, the bowling for soup numbers were absolutely baffling. Insane, yeah. Baffling. I mean, like, I, I couldn't believe the response of how many people were really pumped up and excited for this tour. It literally is the single biggest post we've ever had. So, Dan... Take me to your experience on the announcement being in because you're more real time. Were you looking? Were you following? Did you check? What happened? I was kind of laying in bed because Thursday night was a bit of a bender. Um, So we were, you know, taking it easy. We didn't have uh, a lunch until about 11. So I'm, you know, you said it was a 10 a.m. announcement, which means it's 11 in Germany. So I'm just kind of casually scrolling through and I'm like, what? Uh Oh, the thing's up. Cool. Oh, shit. Like, there was just a ton, and they just kept coming. So you just casually saw it. You're just yeah. like, oh, there it is. I was like, oh, cool. The thing's posted. And, like, all throughout the day, I just kept checking. Oh, shit, there's more shit going on. Like, because I got to watch it kind of like trickle in in real time. Kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. You got the real time. I went away for six hours, yeah. and then, like, whoa, you know. <laughs> Came back and shit was nuts. But were, were you, honestly, honest opinion, like, were, 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 you, were you surprised at how much? I was totally surprised at Did the, you think it was going to be a good response i did Mm -hmm. i did i thought it would be good i didn't think it was going to be that good and just the things that people were saying was what really kind of struck me the most i was like fucking finally oh god i'm gonna save my money and go to this tour in the uk instead of doing your 20th whatever it is like people were so amped to have this lineup back together that and the because it was our post on our page people were stoked that we were coming back to the uk yeah i was like fuck man this is awesome this is way better than i thought it was gonna be yeah but likewise likewise and it means a lot and if you're listening to this and you're one of those people that wrote in and said nice stuff and liked the post and all that it really did mean a lot because if you do a 20th anniversary and literally nobody gives a shit it's kind of depressing it's like well we made it 20 years and literally no one cares you know but this as just exceeded expectations, the response. We're, I mean, obviously, we're just pumped. Now, Dan, let's talk about the... So that's how we announced it. That's the background on keeping it quiet. Um, uh, you know, let's be honest. Let's talk about the bands real fast. First off, Bowling for Soup, we are always attached to them. There's just no way around it. That band did more for us than any other band. By a lot. Period. Um, so excited to play with again. We have not actually played with them in like a decade. Yeah. It's, it's been about 10 years, which is bizarre. It's bizarre that because, because we were always playing with them, yeah. you know, so that is so exciting. I can't wait to see them. I love that record. That's oh, an, Im- so good. That's an important record to me. So I mean, we good. used to listen to that in the van till yep. the cows came home. That was yep. like our, our record um, to be with them again, to be in the UK. Okay. Now I know, I know it's not the U S about, but Bowling for Soup is very, very popular in the United Kingdom. Yes, they are. And we got a lot of love in the United Kingdom that was directly off them. And yeah. we tried to create our own thing. So to play with them there of all places is super, super exciting. And then let's talk about the Aquabats. If you don't know, and you're one of the listeners of this podcast, the Aquabats <laughs> are such an important band to Army of Freshmen. That's very true. Because you and Aaron were hardcore Aquabat fans yep. when you were in high school. 
Uh, after high school, but yeah, like still teenagers. Uh, give like, us a little background, 18, though. I 19. mean, that was a band that made you and Aaron want to be in a band. Kinda. It was, it was, it was one of them. I mean, Aaron and I were have been playing music together for a very long time, long before this. But we were going down to see Real Big Fish okay. in Irvine and saw in the lineup that the Aquabats were opening. So we went to Salzers and picked up their CD, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about, you know, except for these fucking mooks on the cover. Like, uh-huh. what is, sorry, so that was not a racial slur. These guys on the cover, like, what is this even? So we're sitting across from Salzer's parking lot, uh-huh. you know, in Aaron's fucking <clears throat> Jeep Grand Cherokee. I love this story, a, by the way. Jeep, whatever he had. This is what music used to be yeah, about. Yeah, and like, just bought the CD. And it was the Fear of the, not the Fear of the Aquabats. I think it was just self-titled. It was called The Aquabats. And we put it in, and we're like, whoa, what is Because we had no clue what we yeah, were in yeah. for. I mean, figured it was Scott. You're researching the opening band. Yeah, because we wanted yeah. to see what it was about. And we kind of blown away. Like, I'd never heard anything like this before. It was really upbeat, fun, goofy ska. Uh-huh. But, like, didn't take itself seriously. And, like, they're superheroes. Like, uh, what is this? Mm. Instantly fell in love with them. Mm. Had a blast at their show when they opened for Real Big Fish. No, it wasn't even then. I think it was before that even, because that show, we made fucking costumes. And so it must have been, and I guess it could have been the first show. I don't remember. So anyway. you have attended an Aquabats show in costume. Well, sort of. We took a, one of those long glow necklaces and made uh-huh. it into figure eights. Like the, it's close enough. Yeah, but he, you know, he called us out. He's like, those are awesome. You're in the zone. The back yeah. end, But we were legitimate fans. Fans. Like, we saw them every chance we got from then on. If it's a theater mm-hmm. up in Santa Barbara, down in LA, we were always going to see the Aquabats. Yeah. To the point that they were like, you know, you see regulars at your shows. You uh-huh. know who the, the diehard fans are. Like, we were talking to them after the shows. Yeah. Like, nice you dudes. You were diehard fans. Yeah. yeah. Super nice guys. Yeah. And then we find out, you know, uh, I guess it must have been early 2000, maybe 1999, uh-huh. that Army Freshman was going to fucking open for the Aquabats. Open for the Aquabats, At the Ventura yeah. Theater. And I, I'll never forget me and you and Aaron dancing in a circle outside the Fresh Choice in Ventura, which is no longer <laughs> in existence. Yeah. Scream, screaming like giddy schoolgirls because we're going to open for this we band. we got the Aquabats. That's yeah. so cool. And that was, at the time, I remember very distinctly, you know, our goal was to play the Ventura Theater. Yeah. We had already played it once or twice, yep. but then one of our goals, I'm talking actual life goals, was to open up for the Aquabats. I can remember Aaron saying, if this band can just get us to play at the Ventura Theater and get us to open up for the Aquabats, he's like, I will have achieved all my <laughs> musical dreams. So to think where we went, to think what we did past those two goals is remarkable. So, And again, we have now played with the Aquabats and become friends with them. Yeah. We play with them locally when we're getting started. Yep. Um, we've played with them, oddly enough, in the UK quite a bit. We did a tour with them. We've worked on several shows, and we even did the one-off with them a few years ago in London. We did. Yeah, so... Um, and, and Army of... And, I'm sorry, not Army Freshman. The Aquabats, and if you've listened to the show, you might know this... I think that the three most influential bands on Army of Freshmen are probably Weezer, the Aquabats, and the Hippos. Okay. Like, those are the three. Do you, do you mean musically or just just influence? In, I mean all around, because we got a bit from Weezer. Like, the Hippos obviously were a huge influence on me, and I know the rest of us uh-huh. for a time. And then the Aquabats showed us how to put on a show. Yeah. And not be, not that there's anything wrong with us, but not to be a shoegazer yeah. band that, that so many things bands were doing at the time. I would also add to that. I, th- I agree with you on all those. Um, and, and they were an early influence. It's like yeah, the yeah, formation yeah. years. Definitely. Bowling for Soup really taught us a lot about how to be on tour. Yeah. I mean, you oh, know, because yeah. I mean, not so much showmanship, 
because I do think we were putting on good shows at the time we ran into them. But how to be, you know, the unity, the the the, the treat other oh, bands definitely. right. Like there was definitely learning from them, no doubt. Um, and also, real big fish. I remember going to see them when we just wanted to be tight like them. Do you yeah. remember that? Oh, God. Just wanting to be tight. We that was a you know a very like important band to us. So listen, the Aquabats. If you have never seen them. Their live show is so fun. Sensational. It's just a freaking good time. You don't even have to necessarily get caught up in the music to just enjoy the spectacle of what they do. And if, to my knowledge, this is the first time Bowling Soup has ever toured with the Aquabats. We've toured with the Aquabats, but mm-hmm. I don't think Bowling Soup has actually toured with them. They may have been on the same festivals and stuff. I'm sure they've played so, together. This lineup has been literally crafted because, again, talking to Jarrett, uh, Jarrett and I talking when the formation of this was kind of happening, we said we've got to find the ultimate middle band. Yeah, support band. What's the right band? What's a band that, I mean, I'm being very blunt, is way bigger than Army of Freshmen, not as big as Bowling for Soup, but still has their own fan base and brings something different. Bring something different. But... Also has um, a similarity in the mm-hmm. happiness. We didn't want a tough guy band. A lot of names are thrown out, and I don't want to say it to the listeners because yeah. you know, honestly, one or two of the bands actually listen to this podcast, which is crazy. But um, that is crazy. The idea being that you know we didn't want a band that was very serious. We didn't want a band that took himself seriously. Sorry, and, AMFX, you didn't make the cut. <laughs> and, and we didn't want um, those gun toting comedy. <laughs> we also didn't want a real aggressive band. It's not Be- in the spirit to get happy. Yeah, because there's bands that fit, yeah. but maybe they're just a little too aggressive. Even though they're upbeat, just a little too aggressive. We really wanted a lineup where a, a, a guy who went to that um, when he was, well, I'm making an age up, 17, who is now 27, and maybe he has a, a, a five-year-old um, could go and bring the five-year-old and be comfortable bringing the kid. Yeah. You know, whether he, that's to see that. And we wanted somebody to have their own little fan base. So when the Aquabats came around and credit to Ed Sellers, uh, our agent, who is the agent of all three bands over there, who is really very pivotal. If you want to yeah. thank somebody for helping make this happen, he is a guy that you need. If you see him at the shows, ask for him by name, Eggy Cellarino. And, and shake the man's hand because literally he was instrumental. He was. In uh, the behind the scenes stuff, the venues, all the stuff that makes this difficult to do. He was the guy. And uh, and it worked out. The bats were willing to hop on board. And I just think that this is such, this is a get happy lineup. I mean, Definitely. I mean, those are happy bands. They are. Yeah. I mean, if you're going there to be a tough guy, don't even contemplate it. I mean, literally, it's Bowling for Soup. The uh, Listen to the name of the bands. Yeah. Army of Freshmen and Army of Wusses. We're going to get our asses kicked all over the yeah. UK. The Aquabats and then Bowling for Soup. The names alone scream, this is a fun time. This is a good time. And we that's the goal for this tour. We want everybody to really just have a blast. And it's, yeah. it's nostalgia, too. We want a kid who went to see this tour when he was 15, who is now 25 or 26 or 27 or 28 or 29 or 30, to be like, you know what? For one night, I'm going to go pretend I'm 16 again. You know, I'm going to go listen to the bands that I listened to yeah. at that time. And now that kid can buy us all a pint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Listen, we'll I know, buy you a pint. I know these are going to be old crowds, but that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The idea is like- It's going to be fun. You hit the nail on the head. A guy that couldn't drink the first time he saw Get Happy in 2007 or 2008, who, guess what? 
he can drink now. Yep. So we're going to take that fun and that youthful energy and that nostalgia and all those songs that you loved when you were 16, and now you can party like you're an adult. It's Step Brothers. You yeah. know, like, man, I wish we would have had these when we were 16. <laughs> we got them when we're 39. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it's true. So it's a, this is Step Brothers. And, it is. And, Dan, the things, the discussions that are happening and the fun little stuff that's going to happen at this tour. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going promoter mode now, but it's not a tour to go to one date. If you can only go to one date, go to one date. I'm telling you, if you go to different shows, you will have different experiences. You will see different stuff. Different stuff is planned. Norwich is freaking Valentine's Day. Uh. I mean, the ideas that are already being formulated for the Valentine's Day show are awesome. I mean, this is a tour that you want to experience multiple dates. And luckily, the UK, you can actually do that. Yeah, the venues are close enough to It's not like New York, Chicago. Yeah, I mean, so it's going to be freezing over there. Yes. But people hopefully will be ready to get out of the house Get warm, do something fun, have a great night, get happy, get happy. And and Dan, the finale. Let's talk about the venues. The venues are huge. The venues venues are huge. I mean, you're freaking talking about London Brixton Academy. I mean, the venue, the London venue. You know, if you're not in a freaking arena, you know, if you're doing the real big theaters. You're not it. It's not the Enormo Dome. Yeah, the Enormo yeah. Dome. Yeah. Um, you, Brixton Academy is a place. We played there once on the last Get Happy Tour, Dan. I never thought that we'd step foot on that stage again. I never thought that we'd have the opportunity to play there again. So when Jarrett discussed the size of the venues and the idea was to do a short tour, the idea was don't, do not go do 20 dates. Do eight dates. Right. And have people travel and go to the bigger venues. Manchester Apollo, the site of Bowling for Soup's DVD. DVD yep. Biggest solo show they've ever played there. Never thought we'd see that venue Never again. thought we'd see that venue again. My God, one of the venues has the name Arena in it. That's true. There, we can, Cardiff. We can count on a hand, one hand the amount of bona fide arenas that we're in. Granted, they're usually scaled down. I know it's not going to be the whole arena. Right. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, still a, arena. it's still a goddamn arena, yeah. you know, even if it's only the floor. You know, I mean, and then there's some old haunts of ours. I mean, Norwich UEA. That was the site of one of my favorite shows of all time that we played with Bowling for Soup. I love that show. Yeah. I remember that so show good. very well. You know how many friends we met that night? Yeah. Pete and the gang, all yep. those guys came from that show. Um, Nottingham Rock City, which is just a legendary club. Um, every time we go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in some format or another. I mean, Newcastle, one of our favorite cities to yep. play. I mean, getting to go back to Scotland, to Wales. I mean, it, this is just, it's too much goodness. It's much just awesome. the best thing ever. There are people in the States that are contemplating coming out to the London show that are literally contemplating, like, I've talked to several of them. I talked to one today that are literally saying, you know what? I may never see this lineup again, right? And I want to see it, and I'm freaking flying to London for a day, and I'm going to go to the tour. Now, again, that's on somebody who has some expendable income, obviously. But You can look forward to this if you uh, go. There you go. You can look forward to Dan being 13 An older, fatter guy holding a keyboard. (laughs) Totally. You may not be able to hold that keyboard anymore, (laughs) but he'll try. (laughs) It's sensational, Dan. And, um... It's and it's so exciting to me that it's get happy. I mean, so many people. Let's talk about get happy. Let's talk about get happy. There were four get happy tours. The get happy tour was a package tour mm-hmm. created, invented, shared, whatever you want to call it. Doesn't matter. It's not anybody taking credit for it. Um, by Bowling for Soup, 
an army of freshmen. Yep. Because we were good buddies. I mean, I remember promoting it back in the day as we just wanted an excuse to be able to play together and people not say them together again. I mean, we're so close. Package it as a tour. Yeah. There and the go. idea was we would open up because we were the smaller act. Bowling for Soup is the headliner, bringing the people. But let's find some middle bands. Let's find some other bands of that like-minded positive upbeat good time fun show we we promoted family friendly shows we, we wanted we wanted a whole family to go we wanted you know we wanted to have special events at these shows we wanted them to be special and there were four tours mauricio yes the answer is we do need a hairdresser on the tour yeah You're there welcome. you go <laughs> mauricio that'd be, that'd be great to bring him huh? fuck yeah that'd be great that'd be great 500 a night yeah <laughs> you gotta pay us <laughs> totally free haircuts too <laughs> i've got lots of neck hair these days um okay uh Dan, um, can you can you recall the four tours and the four lineups that were officially called Get Happy? We're talking U.S. or U.K.? Both. Both. Because this tour got international. It did. It was so successful when we did it in the U.K., it was brought to the United States. I remember, and tell me if this is wrong. Tour I, one. The first, the one first was, Get Happy tour. I believe it was us, MC Lars. Eh. No, it wasn't even MC. That was just a Bowling for Soup eh. tour. Yeah. I know there was a Zebrahead one. February 2000. 